Radio Zoom number 80, March 29th, 2006. I'm so full of cake. If I ate any more cake, I'd have to vomit first. Sometimes I'll eat two or three cakes in a single day. I love cake. I can't be any clearer than that. I love cake. I'll eat every cake in New York City. I can't even go into bakeries anymore because I'll eat all the cake. I'll say, where's the cake? Give me the cake. Get the cake. And they say, we know how very much you love cake. And we know you very rarely have the money for any of our cake. So get out of here because you can't afford our cake. But we know how much you love cake. So get out of here. You can't afford the cake. I'll punch somebody in the head for some cake. Give me all your cake. I love cake. Give me the cake. Now. I love it. I love cake. Give me your cake. Information about artists played on this episode can be found in the show notes at RadioZoom.net. From Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the Radio Zoom Podcast. I like cake. I like cake. How about you? RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address if you want to send me feedback and uh, I guess comments about cake because we all love cake. And RadioZoom.net is that website if you want to get all that information about contacting me. Oh, information about the show or listen to previous episodes. I really suggest that you go back and listen to uh, all the other things that I've done in the past, even though I don't have them all up. Uh, because ever since I went pod safe, I took down all the other episodes that were not pod safe. But uh, you know, I invite you to go back and and definitely check those you know, different things out. Coming up today, though, I will uh, do an update on the BC Ferry incident uh, involving the Queen of the North. Some interesting things to. Uh, kind of review and uh, kind of look at billion on the details there and uh, well, we'll do something else a little different as well we'll go slightly mobile um, but a little different than what you're probably used to so that's all coming up today and up and on the way I'm a little flustered here though I am I feel like I haven't I, I, I mean I, I feel like I haven't really started my day or you know really you know prepped myself for today, I kind of feel a little off. I don't know why, but that's kind of why we're going to do something a little different, a little out of the ordinary. Speaking of a little different, a little out of the ordinary, that's why I'm going to play this next song. Actually, I don't know what that means. I really don't know what that means, but it's a good seg to play this next song, or this first song. Gosh. Starch Martins, I've had the song kind of stuck in my head, just kind of the tunes been in my head, so that's why I wanted to play it in this episode. So Starch Martins, the song's called Sweet Demons. And this is Radio Zoom, and I'm gonna go away. Roses on the paper, on the walls in some Bring me back a little bit to you. Reach into my pocket for a ladder and a fuse. I can't think of better things to do. Set the ashtray on the table by a wedding ring that I don't want. Tell me I'm not happy I got the best damn situation Anyone can mention, baby You can't tell me I'm not happy I just don't see a future if it's good Each and every hour of the time I have alone 
Starch Martins, otherwise also, I guess, known as uh, Dick Prawl. That was uh, the project that Dick Prawl put together after he left the Dick Prawl band. I don't know if that makes sense to you. But uh, if you go to his website, dickprawl.com, you can get all the information you want. You can still pick up that album that that, uh, that song comes off of, Dressing Up the Failure. The song, once again, was called Sweet Demons, and Dick Prawl is still doing the solo thing. Actually, the Starch, Smart, Starch Martins, that was totally a, a solo project. That's just what he called it. He didn't want to necessarily call it the Dick Prawl Band because that's what he just ha- you know, walked out of, and he was starting his own project. And But then, I don't know, something happened, and he decided to go by Dick Prawl and not actually have a name to the project or name to the band. So that's what it turned out to be. That's what it is, and you can still catch Dick Prawl playing around the Chicagoland area. He's also a bit uh, active in the political sense. He uh, is, uh, I don't know if he still does it, but I do know in the previous, uh, or at least in the past, he's set up like kind of uh, roundtable discussions with well-known political people, be it uh, local to the Chicago area or also to the national scene, international scene. And they sit around at a bar or pub i guess and they chit chat about political issues and things going on in the world and then after that i think there's usually a dick prawl performance or something like that so very cool stuff dickprawl.com go check them out i really recommend it So uh, what I wanted to do for this next segment is kind of, you know, I don't really do normally a current event segment uh, because uh, I really don't feel like I can really add a lot to say about different things going on around the world. But this whole BC ferry incident with the Queen of the North sinking uh, just off the coast of British Columbia uh, on its way to, um, let's see, where was it up to? I think it was heading to Prince Rupert. I can't remember now. Told you, things are just not coming together for me right now. Um, but the whole thing about talking about this incident that I find really, really kind of, I, I guess, essentially fascinating. It's, it's, it's a disaster. It's, it's not necessarily a good thing to have happen, but um, it's, I think, worth kind of mentioning because this is it's a, a way to kind of help understand and learn how the political system and the political climate operates and kind of works in conjunction with each other. And uh, it's more of me kind of learning how this all goes. And this is really kind of the first disaster. Uh, let's hope that there isn't any more that I really witness or really great ones. You know, there's always problems and things that happen in the world. But uh, examining this BC's ferry or BC ferry uh, incident with the Queen of the North, uh, it's it's really interesting to me, and it's something that at least I can kind of understand, and I can kind of get to learn more about uh, the area and everything that you know, operates around here. So where we last mentioned about it is that uh, they still hadn't had much of a opportunity to really dissect what happened, what went wrong, why did this ferry uh, strike a rock, or uh, did it even run aground? Um, they were trying to figure that out. Who's responsible? Was it mechanical? Was it um, a human error? The, all sorts of different questions and things that are going on. And uh, there's also the story of the, that uh, the couple that was originally reported missing after the incident had happened. 99 people got off the boat completely safe. Uh, some minor injuries, nothing huge, nothing major. But uh, two people 
originally out of the 101 uh, that they thought that made it to land, but now they went were reported missing. Now they believe actually went down with the Queen of the North, which is which is awful to really you know to to have happen. But the flip side of it all is that out of all those people, to only have two go missing or to go down with the boat is really really amazing. It's a, it's a shame to have happen, but you know. For it to evacuate and be that successful, plus the people uh, that came out in the middle of the night to help these people out, just, you know, people on the on the shorelines that came out with boats, took them back to the shore. People on the shore had, you know, blankets and food and stuff for them. That's simply amazing. Uh, but this article out of the Vancouver Sun talks about the mini-sub that they've uh, sent down to examine the wreckage and also search for the missing couple. And uh, it says an un- unmanned mini-submarine may be able to determine if the bodies of a central B.C. couple are trapped aboard the sunken ferry Queen of the North. Hope faded Thursday for Gerald Foisy and Shirley Rosette, my apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong, who boarded the ferry late Tuesday, about five hours before it sank, in 400 meters of water in Wright Sound, about 75 kilom- uh, kilometers southwest of Prince Rupert. And uh, that was published on Friday, March 24th. On Monday, March 27th, Vancouver Sun ran another article. I found them to be pretty, uh, pretty informative, the whole situation. I've been watching some of the TV coverage on Global and also on CBC News and uh, kind of watching it uh, in the morning. Um, this article on the 27th, m- this past Monday, uh, headline, Ferry Sitting Intact and Upright on Seabed. And it, it pretty much looks fine, other than the fact that there's some gaping hole that you know filled up the, the ship and caused it to sink. I've seen some of these pictures on on, uh, on television. And uh, the Queen of the North is lying intact on the ocean floor. BC Ferries announced Sunday evening after a deep water submersible provided the first images of the sunken ship. The vessel has been located intact, fourteen hundred feet. Uh, of, in 1,400 feet of water, said the brief statement, which noted a deep-water mini-submarine spent about three hours surveying the ship on Sunday. She is resting in silt on her keel, the statement said, adding there was no sign of the two people who have been missing since the ship sank, and there's uh, little oil emanating from the vessel. So there is some good news there, is that uh, there's not a lot of the, the oil or uh, diesel fuel seeping into the seawater and potentially ha- harming uh, you know, sea life, uh, be it uh, plant life or uh, you know, the different uh, marine animals that uh, inhabit the, the waters around the area of where the ship sank. So that's good news. Uh, now, this is uh, the interesting fallout, the political fallout that's starting to happen. And this article came out just today, and it talks about how the BC Ferries safety director resigns. And this was published just, just this morning, and the director of health and safety for BC Ferries announced his resignation Monday, less than one week after the Queen of the North sank in the waters of BC's Inside Passage. Darren Boland, who had only been on the job for six weeks, resigned for, quote, personal reasons, BC Ferries spokesman Deborah Marshall said on Tuesday. Marshall said Boland was hired from outside the company and the resignation was unexpected. She was unable to say whether her decision was related to the March 22nd sinking. In an interview, Marshall said Boland's main responsibilities involved coordinating safety audits and liaising or 
uh, liaising uh, with marine and engineering superintendents on op- uh, operational safety matters. Boland could not be reached for comment. So that's a little interesting. Suddenly the guy that's in charge of making sure that all the boats are operating uh, within you know safety restrictions and regulations or whatever uh, suddenly decides to just vacate his position. I don't know. Uh, the article continued, though. Uh, meanwhile, retired Captain Lou G- uh, Glentworth said Tuesday that members of the crew have told him that moments before the Queen of the North struck Gill Island, a passenger reported the vessel was traveling beside a mountain. Glentworth's former crew from the uh, Queen of Prince Rupert were operating the vessel when it hit the island and sank in 426 meters of water. Lifeboats and life raft carried 99 passengers and crew to safety, but two passengers remain missing and are now presumed dead. Uh, there's a quote here. There are accounts of a lady who came out from, or see, who came out of the passenger accommodation moments before the impact and said she saw what seemed to be a mountain with trees on it next to the ship. Glentworth said Tuesday, "That must have been Gill Island," which suggests to me that they were traveling parallel to the shore of Gill Island for some moments before they hit. So that was another uh, quote by uh, Glentworth. That would be... Ooh, that would be uh, frightening to have seen outside of your your, uh, your cabin window. Uh, another snippet from this, this same article, though, that he... Uh, still mentioning Glentworth, uh, he said reports that the ferry struck the island at its top speed of 19 knots indicates that no one was aware of the danger until the collision. He said his theory, quote, doesn't exonerate anyone, but what has happened here is the officer on the bridge has simply, for whatever reason, been unaware of the danger he was standing into. Glentworth cautioned his scenario is purely conjecture since he has not spoken to the individuals who were on the bridge at the time of the collision. Also, he said he has spoken to a number of crew members. And I do know that Global News, CBC News, and also CTV have been uh, reporting uh, various stories, and I don't have anything to back this up, but uh, from what I've heard and what I've seen, um, talking about that there was some confusion on the bridge. The autopilot was on, but there were supposedly uh, alarms sounding for a possible collision, something, uh, or a collision, or they were off uh, their, you know, the track that they were supposed to be on. And there were uh, alarms going off. There was two people on the bridge that heard these, these alarms but did not respond correctly, I guess you could say. They did not inform anybody, and they thought that they could handle the situation. So it's kind of interesting that there was some human error here, but if the autopilot was on, how was the autopilot changed? Uh, you know, How did it get off course? How did it run into the island? And there's all these sorts of different things. So mechanical, human, there seems to be multiple facets to the situation going on. It doesn't help that the BC Ferries has that record of not being the greatest or not necessarily the greatest, but they don't have the greatest track record in the past few years. Um, And you've got these aging boats. So a lot of things are kind of coming together here. And like I said, the political climate is starting to build and already forming this kind of case uh, against BC Ferries uh, before the chance is even out there for them to explain or figure out what went wrong. 
Um, there's even a couple that is pulling a class action, class action lawsuit together uh, for losing all of their personal belongings. I guess they were moving up to Prince Rupert or something or other. They had sent the uh, you know they they knew about the the potential problems with you know sending uh, or with, with the boats with the ferries in general, but they sent pretty much all of their belongings in a moving truck ahead of them. They didn't want to ride with the truck. They'd already sent a, a core of, of everything that they had, were going to move with on ahead, and then they're going to keep all of their personal belongings with them, such as, I mean, personal belongings, very valuables, or I'm sorry, more valuable stuff and more sentimental stuff. So wedding albums, uh, you know, different things like that. Uh, they were going to actually travel with that on uh, the boat with themselves, and in, I think they had an SUV. Turns out that that boat, I mean, all the moving truck made it. Their SUV with them and all of those sentimental value, valued things didn't make it. So they're pulling this class action lawsuit already now. It's been filed. It's in the courts. And they're trying to say negligence in terms of safety. And they're actually extending this to anybody else that was involved in this incident, the 99 passengers that, you know, the other people of the 99 passengers that got off to uh, sign on if they want to sign on to this to this class action lawsuit. And they're essentially suing BC Ferries in this matter of this incident, even though there has been no official report or uh, reason for what happened and everything. So it's really, really bizarre. But like I said, the case is already you know, a slam dunk closed in some people's heads saying BC Ferries, uh, you know, have old ships. They need to change the service and get new things. So this is really interesting to kind of watch as it, as it kind of goes on. So as I'm trying to dissect and dive into the, uh, the whole uh, kind of way that the political system works here and the way that even the, the ferry system and the transportation system uh, still escapes me, but I'm learning every day. And uh, I don't know. This I'll, I'll keep tabs on this as it goes on. But that's the latest of, in terms of the news and the latest information that I have been able to gather and been able to to process in my in my head. So hopefully you find it interesting or informative, and uh, I'll, I'll keep mentioning about it in the future. Also, there's still no signs of that couple. They still have not been able to locate them. And that also comes from um, the various television outlets that I've been able to watch and see. So. We'll transition here and uh, get away from this uh, kind of not great topic. Play some music, and we'll do something here a little different here in just a moment. Troubled Hubble, like I said earlier, I wanted to hear Dick Paul because I don't know, Sarge Martins because something was stuck in my head. Well, I want to hear these guys, and I like them, even though they're gone now. I miss you guys. Troubled Hubble with the song Migraine. Crazy.
They don't exist anymore, but Troubled Hubble is the name of the band, and I hope you like them because you can still find their stuff. You can still get their music, and TroubledHubble.com might still exist. That song was called Migraine, and that came off their album Pinturbia. They have uh, four, five albums. Like I said, not all there today, but uh, they are originally from the Chicagoland area, and if you're interested, you can check them out and find out more of their stuff. Used to be really good friends of mine. Used to be. They still are. If they're out there listening somewhere, you're still my friends. But uh, Josh and I used to be at the same college radio station. Uh, the same college radio station that Don Dealey and I were the Reverend Don Dealey. And Josh uh, was a morning show type person and had a band and, you know, played guitar. So they got together and they were actually on Lookout Records for probably about six, six months before they decided to call it quits. And Lookout was one of the... Um, I mean, Lookout's a good good record label, and actually that's where Green Day first started out. So they kind of had a good deal going on, but things just kind of fell apart, and they just decided not to keep it together and keep going. But as far as I know, there's no bad blood, and uh, maybe maybe one day if we all just, you know, have, you know, just all wish and, and you know, keep our fingers crossed, they'll get back together, they'll do something. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we're going to do something a little different now, and I should have took a moment to actually get this all put together now, but uh, like I said, I'm just not there today. I don't know why. Uh, Actually, I could probably explain a little bit, because we're going to just kind of switch over to this other handheld microphone, and I'm going to take, well, this is going to force me to take my headphones off here in a little bit, but I'm going to turn this on, and it's going to sound maybe a little weird, I don't know, but I'm going to leave the uh, the other microphone, my main microphone on, my, my SM7 here, and uh, turn up the other one, and it should sound a little weird, but uh, let's see, if I loop this around, yeah, ooh, this one's going to be a little hotter, but I'll try not to speak into it so directly, so we're going to take off the headphones, wires everywhere. I just have to remember to keep talking, not let this cable get all wrapped up in things. But we're gonna venture out, and you're gonna hear the sound of the cord on the in the end of the microphone. And uh, I have to try to keep remember to keep this short. I put my flip flops on and go over here to the sliding glass door. There we go. Oh, lordy, lordy. 
Oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. We're out in the balcony now. And um, you can kind of hear the sounds of the west end of Vancouver. And, uh, yeah, part of the reason why uh, I think I'm not all there today is because I'm training for the sun run. Actually, I'm not training. I'm, I'm a runner by most of the time. I've mentioned it before, how I go running and things like that. But I uh, have recently started doing lunges and squats and just, you know, kind of like without weight or without, you know, a lot of resistance. And my legs are so sore. And you combine that with the running, it's not good. Now, the reason I came out here today was because Ken, the Scarborough dude, uh, out there in Scarborough, Ontario, uh, in the Toronto land, mentioned that the West End, excuse me, the West End is kind of like a, uh, I don't know. It's not the same West End that he used to to always know and love and different things like that and um, I live in the West End Ken sorry Scarborough dude and um, it's I think still kind of this little hidden getaway it's a little more hustle and bustle probably from the days when you were here and it's probably a little more trendy but The West End, for the most part, has really, really great attributes to it that I think a lot of people overlook. What's nice is, like, you can go a few blocks off of Robson and it quiets down and there's hardly anybody there. But once you're on Robson, one of the busiest shopping areas in North America, that gets pretty crazy. Very, very congested. Lots of people everywhere trying to get to... uh, the Gap, Guess, I can't think of anything off the top of my head as to where the rest of the shops are, but. And speaking of, it is a gorgeous day in Vancouver. I can look out and I can see the mountains. They're a little uh, topped off with um, clouds right now, but you can see snow down beneath and then a little further down it clears off and you can just see the forests up on the mountains but it's about 15 C here right now so a little over 50 degrees Fahrenheit and I can't complain about that that's what made it really really great about running today Especially running around the seawall, even though there's construction going on around the seawall. Sorry, I got distracted there. There's somebody walking their dog with a bell on it that was going by. And the culture of dog and pet owners in this town, in this city, is very... Well, it's probably not unlike a lot of other large cities where you have the, the tiny dogs that people put put into purses but you do see less of that around here but more so they put them on leashes and it's funny to see like this dog the size of nearly a gerbil on a leash and being led down the street but uh, more so it's how they dress them up because the other day I went running and there was a dog that was completely 
in a like a raincoat with a little rain hat. You know, a yellow raincoat and yellow hat. Yeah, that I think is just a little too much. I understand people love their pets, people love their dogs, but at some point you gotta say, Stop! Don't put that on your dog, please! So it's getting a little busier out here. You can hear the traffic and stuff because uh, it's a little later in the afternoon and uh, the different afternoon shifts are starting to, you know, people are starting to get off work and starting to head back home. Either they're coming to the West End or they're leaving the West End. A little bit of both. So I think what I'll do is keep this episode short. We'll go ahead and go back inside really quick. Oh, this hurts to stand up. Mm, yeah. Oh. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt today. And more so, that's just because of what I wear right now to kind of stay warm and, and things like that. But, or not stay warm, but, the, you know, wear, what I wear around home. But uh, it's really, it's nice enough outside that you can actually wear that. I don't know. Oh, sit back. Oh, man. Oh, told those lunges. Oh, let's play a song, shall we? And we'll kind of break this up, and we'll come back, and we'll talk some more. We'll go back up onto the balcony. But, uh, yeah, we'll play another song. This is uh, the band Soft. Bandsoft.com. So you can check them out. Uh, I can't hear this, so I hope it's playing well. There you go. Resume.
back. I'm uh, kind of, you know, still experimenting here with the setup, and I don't have my headphones on. Well, I took them off right the last second just before the song was about to be over, so I can't hear myself. So hopefully this is coming over really well. I'm making some little minor adjustments. So that was the soft, and thebandsoft.com is the website. The song was called Droppin'. And, uh, yeah, go check that out. Go get that song. Go find out more about them. And uh, you check out the show notes for the, all the links and all the information because uh, I'm not going to spend too much time because I want to keep this short and go back out onto the balcony and do more balcony casting. Uh, oh, yeah. I tell you, man, my thighs are killing me. Uh, maybe, I mean, I, I do a lot of stretching and things like that, but I probably just don't do quite enough at all uh the one thing though i wanted to mention is that springtime has definitely come to the west end and it is really great and i know that Rebecca's going to be really jealous of the fact that i'm hanging out out here on the balcony it is getting a little chilly as the sun's starting to set well at least it's not on this side of the the building anymore but uh the the leaves are starting to bud under the trees and the cherry blossoms are out and Oh, it was supposed to rain all day today. It was supposed to rain all day yesterday. And it's, well, there's some clouds in the sky. Not a lot. Like I said, the mountaintops are draped in in crowds. (laughs) Draped in clouds. And, uh, yeah, the sun's out. It's beautiful. When I was out running this morning, I ran the seawall. And it felt hot. And I haven't had that sensation in quite a while. So, it was very, very nice as the wind kicks up. I don't know if the microphone's picking that up, but that's ah, a little chilly on my legs. And you'd think that with me living in Iowa, where I'm from, where it gets really, really, really cold in the winter, that I'd be used to this weather, but I'm not. I, at one point, I think I had myself conditioned to it, but now I just I can't handle the cold weather. Well, it's, it's I can do it. You know, I have to layer upon layer, but you know, it used to be that I could wear shorts until November and uh, be just fine but I just I can't do that anymore I start shivering much like I'm starting to shiver right now so I'm not too sure how this is going to all translate over and come out in the final version of the podcast just had a couple of pigeons go whizzing by the balcony but uh Hopefully the sounds, even though this is mono, it'd be really a lot better if this was in stereo, but uh, this is all going to come out in mono and not sound as great and good as it could be. I'm just using this little uh, handheld Behringer microphone. It'd probably be better used as a hammer, but it tends to work fairly well. Ooh, that wind is kicking up. I think... Like I said, to keep this short, oh, this episode short, and to keep me warm, we'll shut the door to the balcony, oh, and call that uh, an end to the the balcony cast. That wind right there just kind of got me. I I I got a little bit of the shivers. So I think what I'm going to do here, I'm walking around with my flip flops on. Oops top of the wires going into the microphone ah I oh man those thighs 
Soar, 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 soar. Uh, I think what I'm going to do here is, uh, now I can actually see my levels, is play another song, and uh, then we'll come back and we'll wrap it up, and I'll be back on my normal microphone with my headphones on, and everything will be A-OK. So this is uh, the Pool Song. Actually, it's just called Pool Song, and it comes off of their Day Day Sleeper EP. This is Long Wave, and you are listening to the Radio Zoom podcast. I'm cold. long wave oh totally not prepared for that i was looking for my show notes and yeah i'm just all just everywhere long wave with the song pool song off the album day sleeper it's actually an ep and you can check them out longwavetheband.com excuse me and uh man i hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as i've been completely discombobulated making it uh (laughs) let's go ahead 
Oh, where's that music? Yeah, yeah, I know. Alright. And, um... Yeah, show notes for today. You're probably going to want to go check out the show notes because I'm not making a lot of sense and it's just kind of weird and all over the place. Uh, but RadioZoom.net is that website and you go right there and you get links and you go clickety-click-click and you're all good. And uh, you can find out ways to contact me. You can also go there and, uh, you know, sign the proper map. The proper map is linked off of there and uh, all that fun stuff. Oh, I'm starting to warm up a little bit. I was able to kind of, you know, get rub my hands together a little bit and do one of these little things and ah yeah I'm starting to feel like I'm going back to normal uh, it's not that I was that cold out there just that that wind just kind of gets you once it gets you you get the chills and it's very hard to shake off but we'll get this wrapped up get it encoded out the pipe in the tubes and out there for you to listen and uh we'll be back I'll, I'll publish another episode coming up on Friday and um we'll revisit the uh, very things and if anything's changed and uh yeah we'll do some other fun things as always so we will check you later i hope you're good i hope you're well and uh yeah let's just get it. adios